episode of the bad taste video podcast episode 106 if you want to be specific about things i am mike i am here with anthony i am here with grizz and we did our first listener poll and they chose this week's movie and grizz this is one that you've actually wanted to do for a while hell yeah but we we were forced to do it by the uh, public at large. So this week the, the, we the are taste doing heads. the taste heads. We should come up with something. We should come up with a with a, with a name. The tasters, taste the, the, the bad fans taste. We'll figure it out. Fans. Yeah, that one we'll figure out. It may take a little time, but this week we watched the 1980 Cannibal Classic. Cannibal Holocaust. I thought we did this down when you texted me that this is the one. I was like, didn't we do this already? But Emerald no. Jungle, right? Is that what you guys did before? No, we yeah, we did eat we did eaten alive. Remember that was well, the well, other well, one that well, you had a, a problem with. No, no, I didn't have a problem with no, <laughs> Emerald Jungle was the one that was very like that that was the one. <laughs> you, had, yeah, you had beef yeah. with that it's shit. A, it's a, <laughs> I know I remember I know the episode. <laughs> I remember it was like one of those things where I was like, I didn't like know what I was getting even close to remotely I was getting into. Yeah, it's like, sorry, Anthony, uh, we're going to watch this movie. I'm not going to tell you about all the animal yeah. killing yeah. and the uh, the rape that's in it. Sorry, well, dude. I, as I remember, that's what's I, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I watched that one, I remember I watched the cut without all the, like, with like, I would, I want to use the word censored, but it was like not, not all the animal killing when we're watching his cut. I'm like, this is not the version I watched at all. <laughs> well, this is something, you know, as Anthony said, he didn't want to watch the version that had the animal killing. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, animal killing gets higher ratings in some markets, according yeah. to Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> and uh, this movie, Cannibal Holocaust, was actually the second highest grossing film in Japan in 1983 right behind Anthony what's a big movie from 1983 oh my god greasy pieces baby Steven's oh E.T. E.T. it came it came in right behind E.T. what makes makes them happy (laughs) awesome what a world to live in right (laughs) but I also feel like that was like a thing in like like not what is it like um that I know it's a very big movie, but Dances with Wolves, they they also killed animals in that movie too. Did they really? Yeah, they really? killed a fucking like bull or something. Oh, real, I didn't know like, that. Real deal the, animal killings? Real deal. Was it like par- a buffalo or something? Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, there's only a few movies I can re- like not remember. There's that, I think I said that movie, Come and, Come and See, they also kill a horse. Like, there's like a lot of the movies that just are like, yeah, we'll kill it for the production. Fuck it, we're killing a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's fucked up. Now, the Dead thing air. that I find really funny is that this took a pretty long time before it was released in the United States. Uh, apparently, the first release here was June 14th, 1985, and it was a limited release. 
That's pretty amazing, right? It Usually was, we got we got the Italian stuff. Usually right after. Pretty quick. Yeah, it, it it was a quick turnaround. The and I really you know, Times Square, Forty Second Street shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think a unedited version existed till maybe two thousand one. Yeah, I think that was right. The I think I that too. that's the year that that sticks out in my brain. Um, the I think my Japanese VHS is unedited. I think you fucking see everything. I think. I can't remember. So I, didn't, I actually watched the HD version this time. What's like the US release of this on tape? I don't think I've ever seen a real... Anyone I've ever seen with like a Cannibal Holocaust release from the US is always like, I think this is a boot. I don't really know if it's real. So. Well, I think it probably had a film release, right? That was probably in theaters in 1985. The only US release I can think of is that one with the red cover. See, that's the one that I had looks, too. That I was super suspect of. That I was like, I, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a legitimate release. I've seen those like from multiple places. Interesting, you know. And I've seen, I've seen the tape itself, like for sale or just like around, you know, like no box, just the fucking tape. So I think it was legitimate. And everyone I know that, well, not everyone I know, but a few people that I also have seen that have that tape. The, the red one with like the red stripes and stuff is also questioned like I don't know the legitimacy of this tape or not so it could yeah, have just been I, a very I, low budget production yeah. of that tape itself who knows who knows I have a legitimate CBS Fox release from Japan so. CBS Fox <laughs> released this in Japan yeah, no, yeah this is great. isn't that Makes crazy <laughs> awesome so this was directed by Rogerio Diodato and he actually directed one of my favorite action films, Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. Uh, I've seen it on Italian, the list. I've never seen any of yeah, this Yeah, it's stuff. like an Italian yeah. exploitation action film. It's pretty fucking awesome. He also did uh, Jungle Holocaust, which is actually what got him, I believe, the money to do this movie. And he also did a couple other things that you may know, House on the Edge of the Park. That was, have you ever seen that? It's an incredibly fucked up, like, uh, I spit on your grave type movie. Would that be before it's or like, after he did uh, The Holocaust? That would have been after, I after. believe. Because I know he did Body yeah. Count also, which I'm familiar with that in 86. That's like a good, I don't think I know like that good, one. It's a good slasher film. Body Count? Body Count. Does it have a, diff- does it have a different name or is it just... I've only known it as Body Count. Uh, so he is probably, um, the most, how would you, how would you say like, uh, he like notoriously went into this trying to make a film that would be like, holy shit. Like what the fuck did I just watch? Right? Like almost pretty much like the most offensive movie he can make. And he pretty much accomplished that goal, I would say. Well, yeah, it's like you were saying, too. Like, he, he did, uh, you know, Last Cannibal World, and uh, a German production company had reached out after seeing that. It was like, we want you to do that again. Let's recreate that. Um, and if you've seen that other one, you do see a lot of, like, similarities between how uh, how it looks and the feel. But he definitely was like... Let's do what we did before, but let's make a real fucking statement with this one. You know, there's a very, you know, hardcore 
political, not political, but just like societal statement of like things going on at the time. And it's over the top, like you said, for a reason. And the fact that he did it and did it so well that it's so believable for that time, unbelievable. Did you see his biggest acting credit? No. It's um, Hostile Part 2. He's in Hostel Hostel Part Part 2? Yeah. It says that I I saw that earlier because I know um, who always talks about him. Like, I guess the biggest director that always, like, I don't want to say, don't quote me, but I always, on podcasts, Eli Roth always talks about him. Yeah, he loves him. But, but yeah, it's one of those things I feel like Eli Roth is like one of those guys that are like, oh, like, he's a guy. And then you read some interviews, like, is he a guy? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, is he like a guy that, like, gets it? And yeah, then, like he he's a big fan of him, but I know he, he's in, well. He plays a cannibal in Hostel too. It says. Well, he made uh, the Green Inferno. The Green Inferno is which yeah. that was the original title of this film. That was the working title, apparently. Yeah. How do you and feel I about actually that? went. Uh, I yeah. I actually went on a Friday night at midnight to see that movie by myself when it came out. <laughs> I was the only. I'm we like, didn't go together. No, we didn't go together. For no, nobody was around for whatever reason. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going I'm go anyway. Dude, and I, best, I went man. to the Westbury movie theater. I sat there like Dude, a fucking weirdo, and I was like, wow, I actually liked an Eli Roth movie. Yeah, <laughs> probably the first. Dude, I hope, you, right? Because man, they are tough. Well, actually, you said you like Hostel, so the first Hostel, great. The first Hostel is great. That like was yeah. legitimately like a like a scream of the 2000s. It was good. You know what I mean. I can um, give you that. Yeah, no. Both of them suck. Yeah, seeing a movie by yourself, <laughs> seeing a movie by yourself is nothing to be sad about, though. Well, <laughs> hey, man, I'm just comfortable going, Me and I, I really wanted to see the movie. Yeah. And I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> Mike's the guy in the front row eating popcorn, laughing his ass off inappropriately at everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the fucking creep sitting there. Um, uh, and mind if I take my pants off? <laughs> <laughs> this, you know. Movies like this, like nowadays, I guess you would call this almost like torture porn, right? Would you say like this would be terminology? Now, yeah. But back then, you know, this was a combination of you know, man from Deep River type cannibal film, you know, Jungle Holocaust, hyper violent. The cannibals are coming for you. It's almost like an action movie, also. Oh, right. Like oh, it's an explorer going like uh, it's like a Mondo film where they're showing you crazy shit that's going on. And, you know, the dark sections of the fucking jungles of, you know, the Amazon. It might just shit. be because it's in a jungle, but I always get super predator vibes whenever I'm <laughs> watching some of this, yeah. especially like in the beginning when they're going in with like the uh, the army people and shit like that. It's just super predator. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. And it's also like uh, people thought that this was real because it was a found footage film, basically. The, the first. Yeah. And now that brings up something really interesting. And Anthony, what, you what, would appreciate what, this. What we talked about today? No, well, no, no. The first half of this film is shot in 35 millimeter. I, I know. The I, second half of this film is shot in 16, 16 millimeter yep, to make it look more real. I thought and that was great. Like the whole the whole beginning sequence of that where like they're in the airplane and he adjusts like the aperture and he like has the camera on the girl and you see the sun behind yep. her and everything like it looks so awesome. I will thought I thought that was really cool. Like that shows how like you can really if you know what you're doing it's those fucking Italians, man. Dude. Uh you, you know masters. what you're doing, you can yeah, you can make something great with a 16 millimeter camera. What do you think for like American cannibal films like 
for me, like in the eighties, it was like thinking about like the Manhunter, which is just Miami Vice, but but a cannibal movie. Yeah, like compared to what we were like, like we were like what Italians were making in cannibal cinema is can't even be touched. Well, we really. <laughs> couldn't make that here yeah no we that that shit wouldn't fly all that stuff that was coming from italy was playing in like midnight movies and you know x-rated theater shit like that like no u.s distributor is gonna sit there and be like all right we're gonna send you to the jungle we want we want uh we want you to make a movie that's filled with like murder rape torture uh, we want you to make indigenous people look stupid. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all sorts yeah. of like hard these ethical things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're going to make Miami Vice, but it has cannibals in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like Manhunter. Like, Manhunter, I like Manhunter. I'm not hitting on it. I'm well, just saying. Well, no, no. I'm saying like Manhunter, like it, it's, I get that it's like based a, ca- a, a quote unquote cannibal yeah. film. Yeah, it's based on that book. But like yeah. it's more of like a crime. Yes. It's you know, a, psycho- a psychological thriller type thing. But my point is that it's like. It is like that's the cannibal mo- movie that the U.S. like a U.S. got like, hey, here's this crime movie. There's cannibal stuff in it, and great. It's the Miami Vice soundtrack. Yeah, and yeah. Cannibal Lecter's in it. You'll know. Yeah, look how flashy this is. He's the worst cannibal of them all. And then they like, then they then then they they did Signs of the Lambs, which is more of a crime movie. Yeah, but yeah. Still, it's like it's 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 a biggest, cannibal film. If you think it's the biggest yeah. U.S. cannibal film of all time, but it's a crime movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, and yeah. meanwhile, in Rome, they're getting trapped them and kill them. <laughs> yeah, shit like yeah, that. Good slave stuff. of the cannibal yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this all actually stems from like Man from Deep River. Yeah. You know, in the early '70s, that was the first one, and it's like I don't know if either of you have seen that movie. It's like definitely not as bad and like as visceral as the ones from the late 70s into the early 80s. Well, that's probably how I mean, it's how most things start. You know, you're not going to jump right into something completely over the top and, you know, kill the chances of almost killing the genre from the get go. Whereas, yeah. you know, you start with something a little mild, get your feet wet and then let people really take that and run wild with it. Yeah. But like this one really, uh, it just everything that was done before it was just kind of like an appetizer. And this thing just ah, fucking like ramped, word. ramped it up to fucking 11. And this isn't even my favorite cannibal film. Like, no? well, I'll get into that later on. No, no, of course not. Was that good wordplay that you just did? Appetizer? <laughs> of course, bit, man. Yeah, a little bit uh, you know, this movie really made people believe that it was real, right? Yeah. It was like a an actual... Like, this filmmaker killed these people on screen. Right, yeah. like, and the, and they had to sign a contract where they had to kind of disappear for a year. And Diodato was actually brought up on charges. I love. He was it. arrested ten days That's after, amazing. dude. Ten days. This was released in theaters. He was arrested. Yeah, it was released in Milan. <laughs> it was immediately confiscated, and then soon yeah. after, brought up on charges. So yeah, yeah, they fucking for obscenity charges, and murder, then like the later, murder of yeah. the people. He yeah. had to approve. He had to actually prove. That like, oh, this girl wasn't impaled. Like we did it with a bicycle seat and like this and that. And like the actors and the actresses all had to come to the court. Like, oh no, like you're just a fucking idiot. This is a movie. Like obviously this isn't real. Is that the only movie in history that's ever had to do that to prove itself um, in, in a hist- in, like, in court? Um, 
No, well, not in court. I know I don't know. there's stories in my head. I care. It sounds like the best Seinfeld episode that was ever written, this whole story. <laughs> Dude, now, I didn't kill anybody. Dude, now, I like, didn't do anything. Imagine filming the Blair Witch Project with a 16 millimeter camera uh, and releasing it like in the early 80s. Like, would it work? It would slay. Would it be like a legendary film? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you think so? I still you think love we'd be that spending movie. fucking oh dude, it's buy good. that tape three hundred dollars. Like <laughs> no, I'll just make a bootleg of it for you, dude. It's cool. I, I will it, it, I will say like it's like when Blair Rich came out, they were like they're like, Oh, this new this like filmmaking is so groundbreaking. I'm like, No, it's been around. Like found footage. It oh yeah, just, dude. It was just it was just the biggest one. That it just was the best. It, had, it was the best scenario and the best. That movie came out at the perfect time. Marketing. Dude, that that was movie our, kills. Yeah, the marketing on that killed. Yeah. Genius. And then when they finally started doing it, when they started doing interviews, people were like, "Oh, you got us." You know you what? You got us. I didn't like that movie really when I was younger. I thought it was fucking dumb. I and agree. then as an adult now, I like I'm like, more. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like I it way better. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe now I could. Uh, uh, I can relate to it more. Like, uh, you know, you've been you got out. lost in the woods in 2008. <laughs> no, so well, like when we're going out, really when we're going of- somewhere we're like Jerry, it's like, hey, man, I think we're getting lost. And he's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, we're getting lost. Like, <laughs> one time we thought uh, we found him. He was peeing in the corner of like an old house. We're like, get out of there. Did you, uh, did you see the 2018 one they did? No, I saw the no. I saw the other the I saw sequel. the book of shadows. No, yeah, I'm telling you sequel. right now, fucking check out that 2018 Blair Witch, and you will be extremely surprised at how good it is. Really? Just call like Blair Witch or something. It's just like yeah, it's like just called Blair, Blair Witch, Witch. Blair and dude, Witch. it's yeah. it's fucking great because it's basically like a, a set of kids now going in to find the original cast, you know, the relics of their that shit. Awesome. Wow. And like they find this like couple online who are like super into it who are locals in the area. Wait, yes, I did I did see it. I, and they, I watched it. I, I saw that. Yeah, it's it super good. It. I really, really liked it. So that brought it back. Yeah. That brought back the that weird couple, yeah, that <laughs> fucking kid and shit. <laughs> I have I never saw I remember it was getting a lot of like I remember here I did they do a kick did they do like a GoFundMe for that? I remember there was like a I remember it wasn't back. It wouldn't the same surprise company. me, but yeah, I have no idea. Definitely check it I out. I definitely want to see it. Seen it. I gotta check it out. Yeah. Now, what's with Italian films always being filmed in New York City? That's like the anchor point for the film, right? You got Zombie, uh, yeah. City of the Living Dead. That's New York City too. Mafia it's, connections, uh, baby. The money. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, New York yeah. Ripper, right? <laughs> oh, everything. It, it, Manhattan Baby. What? Everything. <laughs> but I think I, I think Italian cinema like. I guess it's like they romanticize yeah, New York City. Yeah, it's oh, very sure. romanticized. And like, think about even in comic books and stuff, like New- Gotham City. You know, is always like a mirror image of New York. New York. So it's always like a mystical city, and the mob ties are one hundred percent. Yes, to be. <laughs> but, but as an Italian man, I'm telling. But dude, even <laughs> all these cannibal films too, like Doctor Butcher, MD. Yeah. Uh, the cannibals are kind of like a like subplot in that movie, but it starts in New York City. Cannibal Ferox starts in New York City. Like Zom- all these Zombie movies, does, right? Zombie technically starts in Matul, and then it flashes to yeah, the boat yeah. in New York City. Yeah. But like opening sequence. Yeah, I'm being too fun. Yeah, you're right. It does start in New York City. I'm, I, I don't know what the fuck. I'm <laughs> you're being too. You're being too cocky. Over analytical, right? Too assy. I'm just too fucking. I'm hopped up on uh, Italian horror. My is Mike's, uh Preferred. 
genre, if you will. So he has uh, yeah. quite the bit of information on the subject. Well, dude, they love the Northeast, like uh, House by the Cemetery is New England. Isn't Ghost House supposed to be New England? Oh, it's all, yeah, it's uh, all based basically around the Northeast, yeah. for sure. Uh, every Even in fucking the Gates of Hell, they got a New England. Yeah, New England. They go from New York City to New Wasn't, England. <laughs> Wasn't beyond, Louis, beyond was Louisiana, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Naola. No, no, spooky. Anthony's fucking running down <laughs> Bourbon Street, stone cold sober. Yeah. Welcome to Naola. <laughs> <laughs> I found a great video of uh, one for Ian who. Who um, one of your roommates uh, um, bachelor party? There was a video of two guys fighting, and I grabbed one of my my camera and I said, "Hey, film this." And I, as they're fighting, I walk between the fight, just eating a cheese slice, a pizza. So in the photo, you see these guys pushing each other, and I'm just chewing on. Che- It'd be way cooler if it was actually just a slice of cheese that you were eating. At first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Where the fuck yeah, pizza I look cheese all, like Gus Gus from Cinderella, just oh eating my cheese." God. Stupid hat. But yeah, no, I love New Orleans. So why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into the movie. Four young and fearless Americans, children of the space age, armed with cameras, microphones, and curiosity. Alan Yates, Faye Daniels, and their two cameramen and inseparable friends, Jack Anders and Martin Tomasi. Four youngsters who never came back. Are they still alive? And if so, where are they? These are the questions that the rescue team sponsored by New York University and the Pan American Broadcasting System hope to be able to answer. We'll be back. We have Felipe, our guide. Say hi to the camera. Okay, Cannibal Holocaust, the most infamous uh, cannibal film coming out of Italy, I guess. So... Grizz, do you want to do a synopsis or you want me to do it? I got a little something here. Let's, uh, let's All right, see let's hear what you fits. got. Let's hear what you got. The found footage of a lost documentary crew studying cannibal prove who the real monsters really are. Yeah, good enough. Thanks. I mean, th- it doesn't really <laughs> tell the story, but... <laughs> How does it not? It's the general <laughs> basis of a, the movie. It's the N- back of the box. An yeah. NYU anthropologist tra- travels to the jungle to find the lost footage of a doomed documentary crew what's on the footage is more shocking than anything they could imagine 
Yeah, I could have read my box too. Man. That's fine. Yeah, I can't read my box, motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you can. I'm, I'm just that good. Uh, and that's what it says translated. Yeah, <laughs> this, this movie is really in two distinct parts, right? It's um, the anthropologist going to the jungle to find the film. And that's Harold with his guide. Uh, was what what's the guy's name? Chaco. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Right, and Miguel, his assistant, who you you see his wiener. Yep. You see him get completely <laughs> dong in this movie. Of, yeah, you see, <laughs> seeing a lot of dongs in this. Yeah, it's a lot of wieners. A lot of hanging dongs here, right? Equal opportunity. Um, <laughs> Equal opportunity. So half this movie is this guy going trying to find their film, and it's a an incredibly different experience. Right. Than the ones that the documentary filmmakers had. And the second half is him watching all the film that they found. And it's like this fucking nightmare in the jungle. Right. I wish they would have kept the Green Inferno name. I think that like really. Do you know why they changed it by any chance or no? Uh, I think they just did it for like exploitation reasons. Shot value. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is like the most heaviest name I've ever heard. Yeah. Let's like. Yeah. Let's uh, include Holocaust in it because everybody's like, you know, you're not that far removed from it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's edgy at that dude. Yeah. It's legitimately edgy at that point. Yeah. Like way more edgier than it is now. 1979, 1980, like yeah, we're desensitized. Yeah, you're 35 years away from it. Like that's nuts, man. Think about that. That's like just before you were born. Yeah, most of those people's like grandparents were, you know, around for that shit. So they they they've heard about it. It's definitely a a hot button word of the time. That's for sure. But but then in the 90s, especially in U.S. filmmaking, we've made like. 30 Holocaust oh, Oscar yeah. nominated movies. Well, then it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. let's remember with this, with this like high budget, big studio film, right? Like, we feel bad. It's like, no, you don't. You want to make money. You're money, pandering right. to an audience. Who are we going to get for this movie? Oh, let's get the guy that played Darkman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Schindler's List reference, everybody. Yes, he was Darkman first. He was dark. All right. So, what do you guys think about the cast of this film? Uh, there's two distinct like groups of characters there's the guys in the beginning that are pretty respectful right of all the natives that they meet all the indigenous people of the uh tribal areas and that's like i said before harold who's from new york and miguel and and chaco Chaco's like a yeah, like a Chaco taco. Chaco looking at me because I keep thinking of uh, Chaco Chaco tacos, man. Remember those things? They're expensive now. Used to get them, yeah. Used to get them for cheap at uh, Taco Bell. Now they're expensive when you buy them from the supermarket. You go to Seven Eleven. It's like you know I'm buying one of these, right? (laughs) No, no, you got to buy two. They're always like there's always a deal. So uh, Professor Harold Monroe, uh, I think it's notable to mention uh, he's played by Mr. Robert Kerman. A yeah, porn star. Man. That's pretty much who well, he is. No, shut up. See, see, uh, see. That's why no. he had to stop acting because of people like you having Wait. to bring that shit up all I, the time. I, I, before he you went back in. to porn, motherfucker. What are you talking about? <laughs> he had to retire because his agent said that they couldn't get work because people couldn't oversee the porn, dude. Because now the internet was in full effect in 2002, <laughs> and he hasn't done shit since. He's okay? doing shit now. Whatever, dude. He was a, he's been in all kinds of stuff. And I will continue to refer to him as a porn star. Talk, talk to the hand. No fighting. <laughs> no. Um, my as I co- hold it up to the camera. 
Uh, my question for you guys is, is maybe you could tell me more about did did they I was trying to find like consistent store like a consistent link to like how did they go about like you were saying he did tell them they have to go away for a year after these this movie yes. like, like is that like was was it everybody or was it like see that's just anybody yeah I was just confused well, I guess it was only the the main four right the because second scene, the second half of the movie's cast because Robert Kerman like he was in a lot of stuff at that time yeah. and I just want to mention that he had a small part in Make Them Die Slowly where he plays the police uh, officer that comes into the scene in the beginning that's him oh yeah it's like damn dude and he was also in. Spider-Man. Which one? The yeah, that's one? Make yeah, Them Die Slowly. slowly. Oh, dude, that's the thing about these Italian movies. They have like a million Noob. fucking names dude. for the same movie. Uh, he, was, he was in Spider-Man. He played... Uh, Toby? Uh, yeah, he played a tugboat captain. He was <laughs> yeah. also in Night of the Creeps, too, as like a night watchman or some like somebody dude. with a flashlight. Yeah, it's my fault he can't get any fucking jobs. Okay, get out of and here. And what else? Anthony. Anthony. He was I in, fucking love Night of the Creeps. He was in Eaten Alive. He wasn't that as well? He was the, he was the main guy. He was like the the guide that they take into the jungle. So he was pretty like a well like not well known, but he had like credit is about now future credit. He was in yeah, Debbie's yeah. Dallas too. That's notable. He was <laughs> he was in the first one. Was he in the first hey, one? He was the he was the main male star in oh, the original boy. Debbie Does how, Dallas. And, and how can you say this guy's career has got went nowhere? He did he did that movie. <laughs> he That's did, the most he one did the most well known porn movie. He, he did Debbie. Debbie. God damn it! Damn Don't you it. take that away from him? <laughs> you can't you can't take. Oh, this is about I forget. Robert, if you're out there. Hit us up, we'll give you work, dude. We're in. If you live in if you live in America, you know, God God bless you. Godspeed. <laughs> but what do you think about the other cast? The people that uh the filmmakers, I guess you could say, Jack, Alan, Faye, and Mark. You really fucking hate these people, right? You hate their fucking guts the whole time. I mean, not right? so much not in the one... first few scenes, you you don't feel too horrible but immediately starting to get into the story you're like wow these people are total pieces of shit all right this is this is where this yeah, is going you you get a you get a small introduction to them uh it's them like fucking around before they go on their trip and they're kind of goofy and all this stuff and then you kind of find out that they're actually really like evil fucking people when it yeah. comes down to it and you can you can see as their section of the movie goes along, how it gets crazier and crazier and more off the rails. And they get to a point where they can actually leave, right? Where it's done. They can just, they can escape and that's it. But they choose, they choose to stay. Yeah. They, right? they, they sign their own fate, dude. Yeah. Like they are responsible for their destiny in this movie through their own shitty recourses. So, and like they all do terrible things. It's not, there's not one person that's, uh, you know, actually redeemable of that group before. And, you know, the contrary is the first group where they're trying to get the, uh, the trust of the tribe. He's like trading with them. I like when he's holding the fucking the tape recorder and like they're all amazed by the tape recorder. Yeah. That's what wins them over. Of the movie are right there is what you're describing. I think I think that is what makes the cannibal movies really shine. Are, are those almost real life interactions that you can imagine happening between yeah. uh, a tribe of people who's never experienced a, a film or a recording and shit like that? I, I love that kind of stuff because it brings that reality to it. 
Yeah, I mean, I actually watched some videos of things like that. Yeah, me too. You know, as well. in preparation for this, and like you see somebody using like a mirror, and like they're fucking amazed by yeah. this mirror. Like they're they're actually if he covers it, like the guy's covering it. And it's like, wow, something you take for granted. Like this person is never like granted, you know, they see their reflection in things. But it's they can't not, wrap their mind around a fucking mirror, dude. I mean, that's mind blowing. You know, if you've never highly experienced polished, it. you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> highly polished glass and all that shit. Like yeah. I don't know. Well, I feel what this movie does, like, and I feel like you might you guys might agree, might disagree. I feel like so, I feel like there's like a certain majority of like found footage movies that you can't really like kind of like walk the line of like this is just a movie or it gets kind of disorienting i felt this was very like even though like how like outrageous it was it was not i felt it was easy to follow oh yeah was, oh yeah, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of found footage movies that are just trying to either be a movie that is doing this trope of found footage or a found footage movie where you just it's all disorienting and you can't fucking decipher yeah. what the fuck is going on i feel like this movie you know it goes pretty quick yeah there's yeah, no it's, there's it's no real watch. lulls yeah it's constantly something uh it's done very well where it it's believable right like very where the believable. the way that they're like shooting these scenes yeah. and like the stuff that's being captured it's like wow like this is the stuff that these people would be looking for because they show uh at one point you see some other a documentary that they do Right, and it's like the people somewhere in Africa, like with the warlords and shit. Oh yeah, I think it's I called. I totally forget about that part. The last, the last road to hell. Yeah, and the last like, road see, to this hell. Was I love all, that name yeah. too. This, this was all, this was all fake and all that stuff. And like they show that they make like provocative stuff. Meanwhile, that stuff actually was real footage. But yeah, right. they it's said in the movie nuts. that it was fake. Another big uh, part of this movie is the soundtrack. Yes, uh, the score. Of this is pretty memorable because it's such a visceral movie and the soundtrack is very like soothing very soft in a lot of places uh it's quite different than all the other jungle movies like the jungle cannibal films that were coming out of italy like cannibal ferox the music is very like it's um like very tribal yeah and it's like almost like heavy music all the and then it's also jazz but you know <laughs> I, i'm not talking about that shit but like the cannibal <laughs> holocaust theme is very you know it's soft it sounds like a lullaby it's yeah. fucking crazy and i guess that's the whole thing like it's uh it makes it that much more unnerving when you're hearing things like that and you're seeing people get fucking like pulled apart and yeah. like murdered on screen. It's, it's soft, like you're saying, and it's and, it, and it's very lully, and but it also has these amazing synth atmosphere parts that interact with an orchestra part, unlike any movie I think did up until this point. Where it's like you either had an orchestra-based soundtrack or you had like that horror synth soundtrack. And this one like married them so well together. This is easily, I think, one of my top, you know, ten soundtracks of any kind of movie of all time. This is such yeah. a beautiful yet haunting soundtrack. I have this on vinyl. I got it like a long not a long time ago, but long enough sweet. ago. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I don't remember who put it out. Uh what was what's that fucking I can't think of the name right now. Doesn't really matter. But I think this sounds I'm having an allergy attack, sorry. Anthony's just, dying over. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. 
No, no, I, I, I think that the the change of such a serious and such a graphic movie having this like airy type of synthy soundtrack is cool, especially in a found footage style movie where it's uh, usually like either no score or just like this a really abrupt minimal te- tense like slow tense rising thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think this is the best found footage film of all time? Opinionated or facts? <laughs> well, like just your opinion. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. So maybe like, I really love the fucking Blair Witch Project, dude. So I I would would almost argue that that was better just because of like overall. See, I don't know. They both have their, like, like, these are the two big ones in my opinion. So I'm debating in my head now, which one I like more. And I'm like, oh, the marketing on fucking Blair Witch was so good. But then I'm like, yeah, but look at the fucking, the, you know, repercussions of this movie after it was aired. You know, that's nowhere near anything that I can comprehend. So I guess this would have to be like the best found footage movie. It it convinced people that these murders actually happened and that this was a snuff film. So, I mean, what more can you get from a found footage movie? I agree. Anthony? Oh, my God. It's hard to answer it because it's like I feel like even though they're found footage movies, they're so drastically different that I think that maybe without this movie, there would be no Blair Witch, I guess you could say that. I think I think I like them both for different reasons, but I have to go with just with the fact that it was such a strong well, I was alive for it. I I guess I got to go with the Blair Witch, but I think that doesn't mean I don't like this movie at all. I just think it's like so different. The fact that they're both found footage makes them the same. But um, I think Blair Witch is probably the greatest one of all time in my opinion, but that that's just by the size and as you said, the advertising, how big it was. No, I'm changing my mind. I would definitely have to say out of those two, at least that, yeah. uh, cannibal Holocaust yeah. is the best. That's the only one that still makes me uneasy after all the, yeah, after all these years, reasons, yeah. uh, the Blair witch, of course, like I'll watch it. I enjoy it. I like shit like that. You don't like to see where he's eating sticks and leaves. <laughs> That's going to be me. Yeah. Eating twigs and berries out, the fucking, out here for a day in the woods. Yeah. Eating my own fucking shoelaces. Uh, I just think that Cannibal Holocaust does it in such a cool way where like they literally shot two different types of film to do it. And I do agree. That's, you know, the way that it's, it's stitched together is great. It it flows very fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing where you see like the empty spaces in between reels and all that stuff, it's fucking cool as hell to me. And it really actually works for the story. I would say this would probably be the best found footage film. And, you know, there's not a ton of them, but, you know, this one is this one hits so many like crazy fucking notes that many modern movies don't even come close to. And even things from the 80s and the 90s don't even come close to. It's that attention to detail that you were just talking about. They just made the sickest movie that they could possibly make. <laughs> that thing about the film is so cool though. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it it's explains so cool. why it looks so much grittier, right? That yeah. like second well the original trip into the jungle. Did I hear he like rolled it around and like that's like a thing people did. They took some of the film and like rolled it around and stuff. I don't think they had to do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, think they even needed to That was that was a big that was like a big big thing for like retro film stuff in the 90s <laughs> trying to make it look like yeah. the great like, if you look at a lot of like independent like found footage movies that are like especially like in like the mid 90s like that's what they did they would film it and then like roll around in dirt and shit and, <laughs> and, 
like put it out. And we were like, shitty movie. you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. How familiar are you guys with like other cannibal films from the time? Not as familiar as you. No? Just, just what you've shown me. No? <laughs> just, just, just what you rocked my nightmares. Uh, Grizz, do you do you know any really or not really? I mean, I know uh, you know Eaten Alive. That's that's, that's yeah. the one that I Eaten know alive, probably yeah. as most as or as best as I know this one. You know Cannibal Ferox, yes, right? Yeah, make them die slowly. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite out of all of them. That's okay. Uh, like, there's so I've seen so many of these. Just refresh my memory. The Ferox is the one uh, with the hooks and the boobs. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's a great one. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radici, that's also in a lot of uh, Fulci stuff. He's also in, uh, oh man, Cannibal Apocalypse, aka Invasion of the Flesh Hunters, with our man, John Saxon, R.I.P. Oh, good way to bring him up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this, we just found out, was it yesterday, yesterday. that John Saxon yeah. passed away? Really sad day, yeah. Father of Nancy, Tom, uh, what's it, Thompson? Nancy Thompson, <laughs> uh, yeah, Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, name. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, uh, shitty sheriff in Nightmare Beach that yeah. hassles the demons. The same character from Nightmare on Elm Street. Very similar. Very yeah, same. you're and correct. also and Beard, you would you remember this because of. Uh, um, Bruce Lee? Mystery Science Theater. You're talking about Enter the Dragon. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> he, was also, he was the bad guy in Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, he was in everything. He had the. I, he was known for me. He was like. He was always like the heavy with the bad comb over. Yeah, I think they said he had over. Two, I think he has over 200 acting yeah, credits, Jesus, something like that. Man. Crazy. What, what a career. Beast. I think oh, yeah. he was. I think that. I think that motherfucker was all over Gunsmoke. Like I'm sure he was all in like Bonanza. Like I'm sure I can go to his IMDb. It's like 10 Bonanza appearances. Dude, I, I don't know what I'm going to do when we lose Tom Atkins. That's going to be the oh, end of it. That's going to be rough. There's, we lost Regis the other day. Yeah, Regis, Regis, is gone. Regis is gone. Regis Philbin is fucking dead. That's it. People are people are really shocked. <sighs> My mom's crying over that one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Rage. What's his name from Fleetwood Mac? Also, yeah, RIP. I, I don't know your name. I'm sorry. I'm not a Fleetwood yeah. Mac fan. So, Dude. I like the one album, actually. What's yeah, that album? Rumors? Rumors, Rumors, baby. Rumors yeah, that's the great. one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that Dude. Grizz puts his drug rug on and he Dude. fucking I will, I dances his way into it. Rumors baby. is fucking great. Rihanna. <laughs> put that on right after we're done with this shit. I think it's, I think it's funny. They both have like... <laughs> You're like Buffalo Bill over there. Yeah. And that ties back Sorry. into cannibal movies. There you go, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, so then you have Mountain of the Cannibal God. That's another pretty good one. Trap Them and Kill Them. I think you have that, Yeah, don't I do you? have Trap Them and Kill Them. Uh, I think that's also considered maybe an, an Emmanuel film, possibly. Now, there is an... Is that... Yeah, I think it is considered an Emmanuel also, film. There's a couple of them, like Emmanuel and the Lost World. Well, or Emmanuel 4, Emmanuel I know, the- is like the whole cannibal, you know, scenario where they yeah. go and she, like, you know, has a sexy bath with another chick in the lake. That's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the Emmanuel series is just, like, sexploitation. Yeah, that's all it type, is. Uh, yeah, they, I think I have one that's called Yellow Emmanuel. Oh, I can only imagine yeah, what that I, one's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I think there's a Black Emmanuel. Uh, son of Emmanuel, daughter of Emmanuel. <laughs> when you say names like that yeah. and mention sexploitation, it sounds really fucking weird. 
Um, yeah, so there was a ton of these films coming out at that time. Now, why do you think this wasn't a big genre in America, uh, even with like not so much being made here, but you can't find many of the VHS tapes content, right? A lot of them are like a lot of they're a little bit later in the 80s. They didn't come out anywhere close to when they were released. Why do you think even on the VHS market, were they being censored so much? I think you touched on it a little bit for the first part of this answer in regards to why they weren't being made by the American market so much. Uh, When you said that, you know, how are you going to sell a studio on being like, I'm going to take a crew of actors to the middle of the jungle and we're going to do a bunch of nasty shit to the locals and we're going to kill animals. You know, how are you going to get money for that in America in the American market with like the, the films that were being made then no, nobody in their right mind at that time is going to be like, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Let's see what you got to do that with, you know? So I think that has a lot to do with why they weren't being made. And I think the content is why they weren't being pushed in the video market so much. Yeah. Yeah. Even in America at that time too, like even like movies that were less, way less extreme than this were having a hard time getting funded. Oh, you know, sure. You know, like even directors that have like you like want to do something not even remotely close to this with a name, we're like, yeah, we're no, we're not gonna have you. You want to stab someone in the eye? No, like, yeah, they this would is pull back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, even look like how many versions of like the Emerald Jungle are there? On oh, tape I've in seen America? two. I've, I've seen two versions, <laughs> and I own both of those. I but see. once you know, there's like multiple Japanese releases of that. There's only one. And like even like make them die slowly. Like I have the thriller video big box, which is like a, you know, they were putting out exploitation films in the mid eighties, mid to late eighties. Yep. Same with Continental Video. That's what the Emerald Jungle was released on Wizard Video. Do, uh, did I think uh, Slave of the Cannibal God or Mountain of the Cannibal God? And, uh, and if you listen to like you know a lot of these names that you're bringing up here, same movie that yeah. just shows that the big companies that were into movies did not want to put their hands on this shit you were only going to get these from people like continental from wizard yeah you know these these people who specialized in the weird obscure things that you know a horror junkie would try to seek out not your casual yeah. horror fan yeah and you could also look at it as like maybe these these movies like we're looking at it through like the the, the lens of like we would be in america like if we go back in time we would be in america in this time like how would we view it? Like, there's we got to think about like maybe this was this the they they could have viewed yeah the only the horror audiences in America who get their hands on this movie would enjoy it. Meanwhile, like places like Japan have just like this unique take on what is entertainment. So the Japanese community is probably like, oh, like this is like we could be not fucked up person and watch this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I feel like we had a different. There's like a horror horror fans in America. The whole Japanese community could watch this movie because they have such a weird yeah. spectrum of what they I think they, they took like something to different yeah. away from it yeah. that I think American exactly. audience yeah. would. I think, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you look, a lot of uh, horror films wouldn't even get released here, and you'll have to find a Japanese release that's English. You want to find it, you'll find it, yeah. Which is really strange because they're all in English with, you know, Japanese you'd either subtitles. Have to find, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really strange. Um, even yeah. like that movie, um, like Cards of Death, like that's a Japanese yeah. release. That's the only way you're getting it in English, unless you buy one of those fucking the new releases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny how like they even zombie my Japanese zombie release. That's the best looking release of zombie. 
that I've ever seen. Is it, is it does it have do, more content or is it just a really nice? It's the same. Transfer? It's it's uncut. It's uncut. It's you know the same to you know. I'm remembering correctly, but they have optical censoring on it. Where when it goes to a scene, you know when um when Brian's wife gets like uh, her throat like ripped out by the zombie, yeah, the screen actually will turn like blue. Oh, oh shit! But it's not. But it's not like. It's not solid blue. Like there, you could see what's going on. Like it's a just blue a blue filter. filter. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's really cool. weird. Yeah, it's strange. That was a trick. They, I, I had a really I had like some weird film from like, like the early two thousands that did something like that for like, for like all, like a scene where they wanted like to show like all the grain. It was like some red filter. That's it was cool. like done like in like. A hey man, I'm all about that red filter. Look yeah. at fucking the Wizard of Gore. That, yeah. Give me that red filter in the cemetery. I'm, I'm all about that life. Look at our Instagram page. Gore. Yeah, well, that's... can we can we redo Wizard of War? <laughs> yeah, one day. I want to redo Demons. I did that yeah. by myself once uh, because we have never missed a week, so I did it alone. The trooper. Uh, I'd like to do that with with a bunch of people. I think we would, you know, have a good That'd time be a with lot that of fun. one. Yeah. Now, I brought this up before. Do these movies border on like action films? Like, now is the only thing that makes it horror are like the the fucking disgusting the deaths. Gore. Is, is that it? Yeah, yeah, I think that really is it. What else, What other aspects of it is? Well, you, yeah, we could go back to what we said before about like the '80s in America and like cannibal movies, like you know, like how we said like the 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 any version of the Silence of the Lambs franchise was like crime movies, but had it was about cannibals. Yeah, this is. I feel this one. The gore is so much more. Um, Less egregious. Cr- it's le- egregious. Less, <laughs> less crime scene, more shock value. Yeah, right? and yeah. like, and the reason why that movie is so like shocking, it was just it's a big production company with like Anthony Hopkins. You know, like in those movies, Tom the cannibalism I. is more like a subplot to it. Where yes. in this movie, the cannibalism is like yeah. the vehicle. But right. I feel like these these movies do have more of an action film. Some of the shots, like, are dude, like it's like action. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. if if it was the first half of this movie for an hour and a half, it's an action. Movie. I would still be, ha- dude. If they never showed us the fucking film, yeah, that it was just them going after the f- dude, I would still say this movie I was awesome. Movie I hundred percent agree. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like I loved the whole yeah. like um, Chaco as like the fucking guide, who was also, I believe, like the assistant cinematographer or something like Maybe. that, like that or too. like an assistant director. He did something uh, behind the camera. He was, I think, direct um, assistant to the director. Like it, it was yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. Director's but assistant. you know him, his like buddy Miguel, who's like a snarky, like tough sidekick, right? Like that doesn't give a fuck. Uh, I think like that whole group going after the film is awesome. They encounter the yeah. other tribe that has like the black paint on. Yeah. Right. They have the darker paint on and like they have like the matted hair. They look all crazy. Uh, like, I don't know, man. I think that I would like first that section makes the movie. Yeah. I yeah. would like that movie more without the second half. If they just did a movie on that first half with those characters based on like their encounters, I would fucking love yeah. that. Now, how do you guys think this movie would be if you took out that first half and you shortened that to maybe 10 minutes? 
and you just had the second half of the movie. You mean the fat that had just had the found footage? Basically, yeah. So with what, the setup from like, yeah. so it would just be like a text, like Blair Witch would do. No, no, you but, get like the fifteen-minute Italian setup in New York yeah. City of them like, oh, we're gonna go to the jungle. They go to the jungle. It's ten minutes. They come back. Now it's all just <laughs> fucking found footage. Yeah. I think it still plays well. You think you would that would still, or do you think that would be too hardcore at that point? That would only that be would for shock. That would only be for shock value. Yeah, I it, think that. Uh, see, I take so much away from this movie beyond just like the shock and gore of it. I, I take so much of it um, for I think what the director was trying to get across with the movie. And I think if you uh-huh. take that out, it's completely fucking lost. It's just a gore yeah. film. It's 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 gore it's just, porn, like you were saying. Yeah. Hey, man. Somebody's got to do it. I don't think. The only, I think my favorite parts of the movie is the is at now. You're now that I know that it's different film film sizes. I think that like my favorite part is the 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 difference between the found footage and the the beginning that crossover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's for me. It's like I like the movie. I like the movie, but I feel like it, yeah. It's like you you're kind of taking what's super unique about it away. I guess. So it's a great point. So. So where did you guys first see this movie? I feel like we didn't touch on that. How did you guys even get introduced to this one? I think you introduced it to me when I, I watched it early on when I was supposed to watch another movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <whoops. laughs> That's when you texted me. He's like, you see it? I'm like, yep, sure did. And you're like, like <laughs> oops. Adam, what about you? Sure did. <sighs> so uh, this was a movie that I saw in, I want to say, uh, early high school, maybe like my junior year. And I saw this with a bunch of people and I was told the entire time leading up to me seeing it, that this was the real fucking snuff film. Yeah. It's, you know, I, it was the urban legend around all of my friends that this was like, you know, the Mac daddy of horror because all these things had happened and shit. So when I first originally saw it, I was mortified because I was like, holy fuck, I've never seen anything like this. So like, that was my first experience with it. And as obviously time went on, I, I smartened up a little bit and I realized, you know, what the movie actually was. Yeah, I first saw this in high school also. And I, uh, when you see movies at that time, I feel like you don't really grasp the whole, you know, what everything's about. You're looking for you know, fucking Jason Voorhees cutting people up. You're looking for zombie movies where people are getting ripped in half. And when you watch something like this, when you're in high school, especially with like all the rape that's in it, all like the fucked up shit like that, like the abortion scene. (laughs) Yeah. You like, don't know how to feel after watching it. Cause it's, it's no longer just some like, um, you know, boogeyman or whatever. Like whenever you see somebody get fucking like violently attacked by a group and it's just like it's them, hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It man. is. That gang like mentality really, thing really makes you feel yeah. weird. And like this movie has like a lot of gang rape in it. it has a lot of gang violence, like Ugh. where it's all these people beating somebody to death with like a rock. We're cutting somebody up with like some sort of like sharpened rock. <laughs> um, you know, I just remember being like, what the fuck did I just watch? And I didn't watch it for a while after that. Yeah, me neither. You know, dude. it like was, said, it it was like, all right. Me. Yeah, like, okay, I, I think I uh, think I got my fill. That fucking and, turtle uh, scene has haunted my existence since the first time I have seen it. <laughs> I will never forget that shit ever. 
Okay, so I skip now, it over it now when I watch it. I don't even yeah. watch that scene. No, now, I, I can't do that. Now either. here's the thing about that. Now, I'm not saying it's justified. Obviously, it's not. It's fucked up. Do you think that that adds to the fucking like? Oh, one hundred percent. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, you dude. know what I mean. It, I, I can't imagine watching. I've never seen that the cut. Where they take all the animal, you know, cruelty that people would say out. And I would want to say too, though, that where they were it is filming animal this, cruelty. they killed it those legitimate. animals. They <laughs> yeah. they used those animals. The, the people there ate those animals that they killed. Like it was hundred so percent. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't gone to waste. Yeah, it wasn't like least. oh, we're just killing these fucking animals for no reason. <laughs> like yeah, that was part of the the reason was part of the film. And they only had it a lot in number. Like they fucked up the pig scene where a pig gets killed. There was supposed to be a long. Um, you know, part where uh, one of the main characters of that part or that group makes this big speech and he fucked it up and they couldn't put it back in the movie because they only had one pig that they were allowed to kill that the tribe was going to eat for that night. So, like, they were pretty strict about it. It wasn't like, oh, here's a bunch of animals. Let's just fucking slaughter them. You know, it was it was yeah. selective. Diodato says he regrets doing it 100%. and he actually regrets making the movie, too. Yeah. yeah, he hates it. But, I mean, he had to do it. Somebody had to push that barrier right how to how to go to the next level 100 percent. and it, it, movies and would not be the same a, as we know it throughout the entire 80s and 90s if this movie was never created oh yeah and it like really you know even look at the movies that were coming out here around that time like you had like maniac and the burning shit like that this is like fucking next level like that's like kid teen movies compared to this shit oh yeah right like this is like you go with maybe like a couple of your buddies and you never tell anybody you went to go see, see it shit. after yeah. that, right? <laughs> you guys are weirdos. It's like, yeah. oh, like what are you what are you watching, hun? Uh nothing. Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was bad enough. It's bad enough where like on the Joe Bob Briggs uh last drive in, they have just the uh segments for you to watch. So you don't have to watch the actual movie. Oh, like really? Like, you just watch the Joe Bob yeah. segments. Yeah, that's how fucking, like... I can't get behind that. Wow. That's not... I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the yeah. animal stuff is I fucking... I can't get around the animal stuff. That's yeah. fucked up for me. But. I agree. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the other special effects in the movie, though? The stuff that's actually fake? <laughs> do we Cheap. know it's fake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, you don't like the heads being cut off with, like, the fake rocks and stuff, and them just hitting people with rubber-like sticks? I mean, some of it works. Some of it doesn't. They did. They yeah. do great things on some parts. Obviously, the impalement is absolutely fucking beautiful. You would actually think that that chick was impaled on the, uh, the, the stake there. Other things like you know, there's some some blood parts that people are supposed to be getting cut. <laughs> Just really not sold. So it's, yeah. it's it's hard. What do you think the abortion scene was that realistic? The baby coming out, then oh, buried in the mud. God, dude. And then they yeah. stone her to death. The stoning to death stuff is gnarly. Even with like the oh that, the God. first with the um. The, the the chick that cheats on her husband in the tribe there the yeah, he like fucking thing, right? like oh my god Wild. another like ceremonial like rape with a a rock uh, a rock it was fucked up and then he like fucking beats her to death, death with it yeah dude crazy this movie the, is the, not for the weak let's <laughs> just put it yeah, a lot of decapitations yep. and you can tell the heads are kind of fake you know what I actually really liked when the first group goes and they find that like uh thing made out of their bodies out of the first group's bodies yeah 
that, and it's like, like all like the the skulls yeah, and like there's a sweet. camera in it yeah. and everything like that shit is fucking cool as hell because that's something <laughs> i can really imagine them doing like i imagine a tribe after they you know have all these little trinkets and shit from uh these people that they just ate creating like a memorial to the occasion like you know hey these people came they had all this weird shit we ate them to make a statue mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree yeah. now uh what do you think uh does this movie have a happy ending hmm i guess uh, that's an interesting question <laughs> i didn't get a happy ending feeling <laughs> they got they got you see what you know they're come up and they, they got, got what yeah yeah that's yeah i couldn't i couldn't get the words out uh they ended up getting what they did to the tribe right that's true. it's karma i mean they the one guy's fucking dick gets cut off with a with a rock <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna just right. say that a million times <laughs> and then he gets fucking they beat him to death and then his body gets cut up and they're like fucking playing with they it decapitate that uh, chick yeah she gets like raped oh yeah they do, do to death to i think yeah i think they kill her that's a way to go and then they they beat her with the fake sticks and rocks and they cut her head off everybody gets their head cut off at some point <laughs> uh, I, my favorite uh it's not even you don't even really see the beheading but uh you know one of the main characters being uh alan yates he's like the one of the focal points of this four people in the second group he's like the last to die and it's kind of like the ending of the movie there where like his head hits the ground and his eyes are like opening and they're slowly like closing it and you see him die. I love that shot. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that it is a happy ending. Yeah. And then you see fucking what's his name come out and say, who are the real cannibals? Right. Or some shit like that. It's a great <laughs> ending to this movie. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think overall of the cannibal genre? Are you guys fans of this or is this too much for you? Like, is this something you would never really put on Anthony? No, no. I'm, I, I, I think the cannibal, like I've seen cannibal movies too, but I feel like it's hard to just, this is like a cannibal. Cannibalism is just a feature of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more stuff going on. There's a lot on. more terrible like, shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I'm a fan of the cannibal genre movies for sure. What about you, Chris? All right, so I like cannibal movies. I think that they are uh, they're good. There's some that are great. There's a lot that I think are kind of boring. Um, I think it's hard to be unique in this genre, where I guess this does do that because of how over the top it goes. It does kind of set itself apart. Um, but as a genre, I think it's a very important time period in horror filmmaking that all these movies came out that really... Uh, not only just opened up some of the ideas for horror moving forward, but I think all filmmaking in general. I think movies like Apocalypse Now could have never have been as visceral and as awesome as they are without movies yeah. like Cannibal Holocaust being made first. Exactly, yeah. Wow, I couldn't have said it better myself. Or could I? And see it. <laughs> uh, I actually like this genre because it's so fucking strange how they just rip each other off literally stealing music stealing scenes reusing scenes all that's so interesting to me yeah Yeah, like all the people are all the same in all these movies uh eating alive is great because there's like a jim jones type character and like a fucking jonestown type thing going on but i really find this genre like this was the wild west of horror films of the time 
And I really find it funny that it faded out so quickly, but I guess people figured it out and were like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be uh, taking advantage of all these people and making these movies anymore. Plus, it's hard to be unique, like I was saying. Like, what more can you do with... Yeah, how many more times can you go into the jungle, right? Yeah, exactly. How many stories could you really tell? Now, uh, what are some of your favorite scenes from Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, Anthony? I'm still sticking to, like... There's a lot going on. Like uh, some the impoundment scene's cool. I just I just kind of as I said before, I really like the I like I like the blend. I'm more of a fan of the aesthetic. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still I still think like some of the special effects were like okay. But I think that how good as you said before, how good the impoundment scene is. That's yeah really what it is. Uh Grizz? My my favorite scene of this entire movie is when um the professor and his first group you know finally meet the tribe that the other you know people lost you know their life to and stuff like that and they have such a positive interaction with them uh i think that's just such a cool i said it before earlier i just kind of like how real it feels and i think without that the second part doesn't hold any weight yeah so i think that's probably my favorite you know scene of this movie as far as the second half goes it's hard to say that these are my favorites because a lot of it is yeah. just yeah. nasty yeah. shit. You gotta be that, careful what yeah, you say. You don't want to say you enjoy that stuff because it's not that yeah. I enjoy any of those kind of aspects of things, but I do enjoy someone having the balls to put it on tape and yeah. and showing the worst in humanity. And that's exactly you're, what you're the second fan half of it shows. Yeah. You're a fan of the idea. Exactly. Of, 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 no, like no, 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 no. Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. This is tricky. Yeah, very you, tricky. You you are a fan of somebody that could come, the freedom of somebody that could come up with the Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. But yeah. I would never make a movie like this. Agreed. I definitely think my favorite scene in this is when uh, the professor has the, uh, the what's it called? The tape recorder. Yeah, that's what and I'm And they're saying. like amazed by the fucking tape recorder. Like that shit is awesome. And I like when they, uh, you see, <laughs> this is, I mean, this isn't, this isn't that bad. Uh, when they like come across that other tribe and they're like cutting the one girl in half. Yeah, it's rough, man. But no, no, it's just cause it's so ridiculous. Cause like the one, it's one of those things where like the second guy in the shot, it's just like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I'm just going to like very touch awkward. this area. Yeah. It's so funny to me. I don't know why it just looks really, if you, if you watch it now, after I said that it's, it's pretty The funny. goofiness kind of helps take away from the, uh, the nastiness of what's going you could, on. You could take a breath. Well, not really because like in the next frame over, like somebody's <laughs> getting raped, of course, like it's just nonstop. Every other just frame like, in this fucking movie is that. So yeah, it's fucking, this is not something I'd, you know, tell my parents. Yeah, don't to watch, watch your, don't watch this with your grandma. She'll fucking. Enjoy yeah. It. Yeah. So, uh, why don't we give our final thoughts on this one, Anthony? Don't eat before watching the movie. Okay, <laughs> valid. Don't, valid. Don't, don't, don't eat after you watch the movie. Valid. <laughs> Try not to eat for a couple days. Uh, don't. We don't condone that. <laughs> no. Um, no. I, I. I. It's definitely. It's hard to say if you're a fan of it or not. Uh, I know. It was. It was. It was. I definitely am a fan of the found footage style. I'm big fan of the blend. I give it. Um. Three point. Nine, there we nine? go. Yeah. So I uh, I really do enjoy the movie for what it is. I think that it's uh, it's an important film that showcases um, how people can be uh, in a in a society, you know, the very proper and you know 
law-abiding, but once taken out of that environment and given free reign and free will to not have those restrictions, some people can really be pieces of shit at the core of who they are. And I love that this movie spotlights that aspect of things, and I think that's the takeaway I take away from it. Not, you know, oh, it's really fucking gross and it's rape and all that. I think I try to look at what the dude was trying to get across in the movie, and that's what I took away from it. There you go. My overall score, I, I got to give it like a, a fucking strong 4.5. I give this one a 5 out of 5. This is a really well done cannibal film. It'll make you feel extremely uncomfortable. It'll make anybody that watches it extremely uncomfortable. Uh, it's still after all these years incredibly effective extremely extremely (laughs) like it's got all the things that all the tropes in an italian cannibal film uh it's all there is it as crazy as something like make them uh make them die slowly no i feel like they also had a couple you know a little time to refine their movie but that's that's my favorite one but even still this one i give it a five out of five i would say check it out if you really want to watch uh, an Italian cannibal film. The hype is is real, you know. Yeah, it's like it's one. legit. It's not just like a fucking oh, you know, the hype train ain't just a rolling for no reason. <laughs> so I would say let's read the back of the box, but I unfortunately can't. So we'll so have to skip the that. back of we get a Bernie's. <laughs> uh, no, we will be instead going to the video drop box. Okay, so we're here back with the video Dropbox, and next week we're going to be watching something that I hold near and dear to my heart, and that is the 1987 classic, Ghoulies 2. We're going back. Now, this one is quite different than Ghoulies 3, which was Ghoulies Go to College. This one actually takes place in uh, Carnival, which... I enjoy any movie that takes place in a carnival. And in the trailer that you will be hearing, I believe uh, Wasp uh, Screaming Till You Like It is playing. <laughs> You're a big Child's Play 2 fan. I actually big am. A, I actually it am is. A, uh, a big Child's Play 2 fan. It's great. Uh, and Child's rough. Play 3, actually. Oh, no, three, 3 has the carnival. With no, the military right. yeah, base. Three, I do like that one, too. Box, dude. I love this. Yeah. You know? Three is the carnival. The I only, got them mixed up. The only Ghoulies movie I'm not really familiar with, I think, is the fourth one. Go to college. I didn't even know the four. No, yeah, three is three go is to college. college. Four is some random one. Maybe I'll have to buy it's that one. It's got like the blue it, but... cover where there's like the fucking chick on it. I can see it in my head now. It looks super stupid. I've never uh, seen four. <laughs> Ghoulies 2, probably the pinnacle of the Ghoulies series uh, production-wise, but 
Ghoulies 3 will always be my favorite. Well, that was what now, you uh, had your maiden voyage on, is it not? Yeah, that was our first episode was actually Ghoulies 3. So now we're coming back after 100 and something to oh, do no. Ghoulies 2. We're working backwards. Right. So let's hit the trailer and we'll talk a little bit more about this one. The carnival's back in town with all your old favorites. The Ferris wheel. The roundup. The octopus. Beautiful girls. A spook house. Lumber cars. And a special <laughs> added attraction. It's got ghoulies too. <laughs> they walk. They talk. They crawl. They butterfly. Reptile. This place is better than Epcot Center. Ghoulies too. Really scary, mister. Ah! Well, carnival hard before they kill again. Thousand dollars for any man who brings me one alive. Okay, so are you guys pretty familiar with the Ghoulies series? Because I feel like this is something yes. I used to watch all the time as a kid. Very. Like this was always on cable. This was always on like channel 38. This was always on Saturday nights, right? Always Ghoulies 2, Ghoulies 1. Uh, like classic uh, bullshit cable horror films. Watched right? this a lot as a kid. I, it's probably been damn near eight, eight or nine years since I've actually watched one of them. Though it's been a long time. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty. Fr it's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty fresh for you. It then, will be. It'll right? be almost a new experience. But I did watch the shit out of these when I was a kid because, like you said, they were on TNT and stuff yeah. all the time. Anthony and I saw Ghoulies one. Right Nighthawk. At Nighthawk. Did you go with us actually? Was I that you? It, I've seen or was that just or was that just me and Mike V that went to that one? I, I went I went to it. I went to this I seen it at Nighthawk. I'm not I know we all went, but I know we all didn't I go thought we, we we saw the thing there also. I we believe. saw the thing, we saw the Transformers movie. Oh, I okay. fell asleep, yeah. Me too, we both fell asleep. Yeah, I only I was, only I was fucking hammered. I, I passed out drunk <laughs> yeah. in the seat. Oof. Yeah, movie movie but is rough. I'm really excited to do Ghoulies too. Yeah, uh too. the characters, like the whole cast, super eighties, super, you know, filled with tropes. It's a good one. This is a classic. That borderline Charles Band bullshit, right? <laughs> borderline. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a Did pass. he still he did he did part two also, I'm sure. right? I'm, yeah, dude. He was working his ass off. Yeah. Am I gonna have to look that up right now? I can't imagine Who that he would have given up any kind of uh Oh, his dad. Yeah, his dad directed it. Yeah. Albert Band directed it, and Charles Band did the story. There you go. I mean, no, he didn't. Charlie Dolan did the story. Thank God. Maybe you'll get around. Chucky Dolan. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to ask EK about this. I'm like Chucky rambling Dolan. now. It's, it's he's, late, he's and the, I'm watching uh, Stone Cold with the Crimson he's Mask. the Charles Band Mask. This is the only time he won the WWF title. True. Okay. He, he lost the next night. Anthony. Yes. What have you watched this week, my man? Oh, I watched the um, the director's cut of the 2004 classic, The Machinist. Oh, the, I the remember that. I have movie. that on DVD. <laughs> but it was Ed, Edward Norton. No, no, no. Oh, Christian Bale. Christian oh, Bale. Christian Bale. Sorry, yeah. he lost all the weight. Yeah. Looking like a freak. And, um, no, 
this just has more and more just more basically more dream sequences more yeah, you know, more of like more of the scenes of him just like being red crazy, being crazy. But no, man, he's I can't believe that movie came out in 04. Yeah, yeah and then he had to gain movie. all that weight for Batman, yeah, right? Yeah. Within an eight week period. Damn, just, steroids. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I I brought um I brought um Blue Velvet on. Uh, Very nice. On uh, Some Lynch. The, yeah. So I'm from um, the 50% off Criterion sale on Barnes and Nobles. We're gonna have to stop your credit card, man. You're spending too much money. <laughs> I know. No, it's fine, dude. If with the 10% on it, you could if you buy 10 movies, two is technically free. Damn, is that insane? If I buy 100 movies, technically I can get one and a half for free. <laughs> uh, Grizz, what have you watched? What have you gotten? Oh uh, man, today's or this week has been just a, a real slow week for me. I've been busy as fuck, um, but I do have some really really cool things coming in. So hopefully uh, in the future, my my section here is a little bit more exciting. I really have only watched Cannibal Holocaust this week, and I've been slacking. Yeah, I haven't really been getting much in. I'm not playing to the uh, yeah. whole new pricing system I'm of VHS strike. tapes. <laughs> yeah, I'm on strike right now. But I have been watching stuff. Uh, Ozone, Attack of the Redneck Mutants. I love that one. If you like The Abomination, watch that. It's the same fucking movie. Really? No shit. Uh, same, yeah, yeah. Main guy is the same. That's great. The music is the same. Anthony, you might like... We'll watch that one day. We'll do Ozone. Okay. Uh, what else did I watch? Um, I've been like ripping a whole bunch of movies lately because we will be doing a Halloween a Halloween mixtape this year. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, right? So I've been ripping all my movies to make some exciting things for us. Uh, some good things in the works, I guess. Yeah, original music, uh, it's gonna be pretty exciting. Yeah, to put together. I agree. Yeah, so basically, uh, basically, I've watched too much to name. <laughs> I've just I think I did what did I say I did like five or six movies in the last two days Jesus so. dude yeah. I've well, been ripping through them my letterbox is growing I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been logging hell yeah log. yeah we have a letterbox now bad taste video letterbox nothing's on it yet nothing's on it yet I but think, it will be I think you need it because because you can make really good reviews on it I think we're gonna start doing every that. movie ever is logged on it so you just we're gotta, in we're gonna do it actually I've had movies I own movies that are not on letterbox really are yeah. Sure? yeah baller <laughs> ba, 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 balling. That's how that's how deep diving that's we right. are here. We do the cuts. <laughs> Scuba Steve, right? <laughs> diving deep. Anthony, where can they find you on the internet? Abacini on Instagram and Litterbox. And on Litterbox. <laughs> Litterbox. Litterbox. Our- <gasps> dude. We should make dude. a thing for a letter called Litterbox. Litterbox. Oh my God. Like They're it's just, like, just it's just cat cute. pictures. Litterbox. <laughs> <laughs> and you just rate your cat. Larry was going to steal that. Cats of cinema. I cat, cats, cats of, of cinema. cinema cats. Yeah, yeah. Litterbox. <laughs> oh shit. Tom and Jerry. Copyright that. Yeah, don't yeah, don't ruin it. I'm going to bleep this all out now. i delete it. Uh, Grizz. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram. You can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have a whole bunch of other shit, a YouTube channel, a Patreon, a Twitch. Sign up to all of them, please. Uh, donate. It helps us pay our uh, hosting fees. It's starting to cost money now. It's crazy. Right? Starting to. We've been saying that for a while. It's costed money. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It's like, oh, you can keep like up to 20 something hours on your fucking account unless you go to the pro. It's like, oh, well, we have like 7,000 hours. So <laughs> we only yeah, do this every fucking week. One. Yeah, yeah. 
we are actually gonna I I have some stuff that I want to give away I think coming that time I think I, yeah yeah so uh maybe next week we'll start doing we'll, we'll that I'm trying that, yeah. to thin out yeah I'm trying to thin out the herd over here so we'll give you guys some good shit uh that's really it I guess come back next week we will be watching my one of my favorites, not the favorite, but one of my favorite Ghoulie movies, and that would be Ghoulies 2, right? Hell Fucking yeah. hell yeah. Love <laughs> See you guys later. Say, I uh, hope you haven't spent all that money you won from me yesterday. I plan to win it back. Oh, how? You'll find out after you've lost it. You seem to be very much at home here, Mr. Roper. Huh? This guy, Hans, got a great sense of hospitality. And a fantastic sense of style. Yeah, it's great. And why are you so apprehensive? Apprehensive? No, I was just wondering whether it was okay to drink the water. Mr. Roper, don't con me. Want to bet?